Lean I mean, in. I've been doing my research, getting getting some episodes in Have right you? before my trauma. <laughs> I mean, look, look. Actually, that's that's another rule. Don't research that. <laughs> well, that, it, but, the, but the, the the funny thing is, like, what show are you researching? Which which, which one did you listen to? Because they're all over the place, as you've probably heard. For sure. I mean, I listen to so many like podcasts all the time. It's like certain things fall off, and I'm like, all right, what did I miss? Like on the last, like I don't know who were our most recent guests. Like, I was just listening to one with Taylor Jones, and I was like. Damn, I miss me some Taylor. Like, I, yeah, that, 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 that was that was, that was, a, that was a fun episode. I I left I left hungry actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an asshole. Well, shit, like let's that. get let's get to. I know I know you're on a time schedule, so uh, we'll be right back. Beers with Nigel is poured for you by Dire Oil Graphics, promotional products and design. They cover your brand bumper to bumper with graphic design, promo products, and print. See what Dire Oil Graphics can build for you at direoil.com. That's D-Y-E-R-O-I-L.com. I got that in just in the nick of time. You did. <laughs> Welcome to Beers with Nigel. I'm Nigel. That's Nick. I'm that other guy. It's a beer. It's a beer. It's a show about beer and what? And other things. Other stuff. Stuff. stuff things. things. Look, we've got another. Wait, wait, what's it saying? Other stuff. Well, he's got. He's he's <laughs> he's he's uh, g'd up with the with the Always swag. Be branding now. If you if you want a, a hoodie, beerswithnigel.com. dot com. That's where you can get them. Uh, anyway, <laughs> little plug wait, right wait there. Way to promote. That's what we're here for, isn't it? Well, I think it's supposed to be. We're just not very good at it. We're going to promote somebody <laughs> that I, I know well, and it's one of my homies. Uh, Welcome to the show, Nick Applegate, the Iowa Project Brewing Company. What's up, dude? How much, guys? Just uh, living the dream up here in Northwest Iowa, getting some nice, decent-ish weather and kicking beers out. That's awesome. Uh, tell people where you are. Yes, yeah, so we're up in Northwest Iowa, like I said, uh, Spencer, Iowa specifically. It's about 20 minutes from the Minnesota border, in case you're you know, thinking how far is Northwest Iowa, because nobody actually knows. That's where it's at. Uh, we're about... Uh, I guess probably 40 minutes from there, 20 minutes from the lakes, Lake Okoboji. It's big kind of lake and scene, something like Ozarks up here. Um, so we're, we're right up here, kind of the last official city before you're three miles away from any type of civilization for the most <laughs> part. So, yeah. Are you guys close to like Minneapolis or some big, bigger city, right? No, not Sorta? really. I mean, no, no. I mean, the lakes are the, are the closest thing. So we've got... We're three hours from Minneapolis, three hours from Des Moines, two hours from Sioux Falls, two hours from Sioux City or yeah, Alpha. That's not far. It's not bad. I mean, I that's a trip for me. I, I don't care. Like, let's go up there. I do that probably at least almost once a week at this point. I try to give myself like a, a business day where right. I go out, drink beers, drink coffee, do office stuff, you know, plan the brew schedule and get things moving. That's like where it's, you know, those trips are close enough you can go if you want to, but far enough you got to plan it. Yeah. Yeah, like if you ever need a good day, like a nice day of driving, just to clear your head and just get right, it'll do it for you every time. <laughs> Especially when there's beers on the other end. Absolutely. And another, you can go to another state really quick. So that's awesome. You can get some different beers and shit. So yeah, speaking yeah. of speaking of beer, what are you drinking? I was about to ask him the same thing. Yeah. So we're drinking uh Dun 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 by Hoop Hop Hoop Hop Butcher uh, out of Chicago. So I've heard of these guys about a thousand times. I'm yeah, me too. Pop up on support and. Does not disappoint. Some good shit. What are we drinking? We are drinking the new Blueberry Donut Imperial Stout from Crane Brewing right here in Raytown. Yep. It's delicious. Uh, it, it's a 10 percenter. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a big boy. Thanks to our buddy Johnny for picking us up yeah, for us. Uh, thanks, John Bedoin. Uh, shout out to uh, to uh, Junior. Junior, yeah, we giving you the first two beers. Don't don't bitch at me when you see me. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 Nick, let's start with this. Um, before we get into the brewing part of things, we always go back to you know when you were younger, craft beer wise. What was the first thing you remember that was craft beer that you were like, oh shit? I mean, I don't know if it, it probably has to count now because anywhere seltzer is at, but I mean, I was crushing those Smirnoffs early on. That was probably the first <laughs> that I ever drank. <laughs> you know? I don't think we've had that answer before. No. And, yeah, and, and I was crushing those humility, Smirnoffs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I mean, it's, I, it's I think fitting I, with, I started this, you know, the, my buddy that I started the brew with up here, like a high school friend. So like, I think that was probably the first time we ever drank was like, yeah, what are we getting? And someone grabs some Smirnoffs, and they, I just never stopped getting shit forever. But you know, after that, it's probably Boulevard's, like Boulevard Pale Ale, wheat stuff like that. Was but you'd go out and I grab stuff like that. Um, I remember Bully Porter. I remember having that beer and was like, this tastes like shit, and I, I still don't care for it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else is on the table though. Wasn't wasn't the the wow. Smirnoffs back then? Wasn't wasn't that just a malt beverage? With it, that, that they called it that. It wasn't really a beer, was it? No, it was, I, mean, I, I think it was the malt beverage. It was a, it was slightly fancier than your Zima. Hold on now, <laughs> <laughs> the, the Zima shit. That was also a malt beverage, but that was before next time, probably. I'm sure. I mean, I've had a Zima. It's special. well, I'm sure you have. Remember, it came back a couple years ago. Remember that yeah. shit? I mean, that's when I had it. I'm not quite as old as Graham. So I mean, I've, I've had a beer. Oh that. damn! Oh, damn! Ooh. By the way, you you were referring to him. Absolutely. I say Gramps as in plural. <laughs> Gramps as in plural, motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> so, man, you uh, you know, I, you're you're one of the uh, you know, one of the uh, ZZ Hop guys who have gone pro. Um, you know, I tell people all the time, people, what about this brewery, ZZ Hops? What about this brewery, ZZ Hops? What about this brewery, ZZ Hops? I've known you for a while. You were in, in the in the group, um, doing doing your thing, doing your thing at Diametric. At what point did you say, you know what, I'm gonna do it? I'm gonna do it. I'm going to do it. I mean, honestly, it kind of started with with getting involved with ZZ Hops. Like, I, in other words, I knew I wanted to do more than I was doing, like just homebrewing. Um, so I kind of got into it. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure you guys are talking with Taylor, like the, the old garage brew days. I mean, that's when we met. That's when I first probably really started to get to know, like, the club a little bit. Um, and then, you know, went over the guys at Diametrics, Max House, and we were, like, checking out his system. And it was it was honestly, like, that early. Like, I knew there was something I wanted to do. Um, and then, you know, definitely by the time I started working at Diametric, it was, it was about finding out what the scene's like, you know, like I knew the guys, I knew the beers, it was something that was a natural fit and it's easy, but like, you know, the, the kind of the side thing for me was like, let's see what this is about. Like, can I do this 24 seven, burn it on can both sides of the candle? Cause I was also brewing at home all the time. I was working there all the time. I had my regular job I was working and it was like burning the candles on all sides. And it was to figure it out. Like, is this something that I could really do that I wouldn't just, you know, look back on two years and be like, well, that, that was a terrible idea. So <laughs> do you remember what it was that made you think, yeah, good idea. I, I don't know. It was kind of like culmination things. I mean, there were definitely weeks where, you know, I'd work two or three nights there. I'd brew another night at home till like two o'clock in the morning, get up, hit the gym at like, five or six and then like have a full, another full day and then do the whole thing through the weekend. And it was like, that was it. Like I was brewing beers for, you know, um, uh, downtown days and stuff like that. And I was brewing beer for like festivals, like five, six, seven, eight beers, not just like one or two. Like I was trying to do a bunch of stuff 
it was always about trying to get beer in hands. And, and I always looked at it a little differently. Like my friends that I started home brand with were like, it was purely largely just about like drinking beer and getting drunk. And I was like, that's not my perspective at all. I never really cared about it that way. Um, it had to be like, if I was going to brew it, it had to be awesome. Like it had to taste that good. Right. So that was kind of like the early, you know, light bulb of being like, yeah, that was, that's the difference between me and them. Like, this is what I'm trying to do with it. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. Like it was just kind of put in all that time. Like I never got sick of it. I never like went to the brewery and was like, man, fuck this. I never, <laughs> you know, was doing something else. Like my nine to five just became funding the brewery life, like right, the brewery, right. home brewery lifestyle. Like that was it. Um, and then doing new beers at, at Diametric and seeing like what we were able to create there, like the community and, and the, the style of beers and everything that was there. I was like, this is what, this is what I want to do. Like, this is where I want to be with that. It's just finding the right opportunity. So before, before ZZ Hops, had you, did you think about brewing it? Was, was that something that you thought about or how had that even, how'd you get into the group? Yeah. So I, I had brewed with some friends, uh, from college and it was, you know, I, I, I get brewed with friends very, very loosely. Like I didn't actually give a shit about anything. I was just there <laughs> drinking beer, having a good time. We drank a lot of Boulevard and, you know, largely to just get the bottles because we packaged everything, but I didn't pay attention <laughs> to any of the details. So as I was getting more into it about the time, you know, cause we'd always talked about homebrew clubs. Like we knew where they were there. Um, you know, I knew Devin from college. So like I knew, you know, ZZ Hops was a thing. And they were like, yeah, I don't really want to get involved with like homebrew clubs. They take it too seriously. Like they're, these guys are that. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then I was like, well, that, that might be me. Like I'm definitely looking at it different than you guys. So as I got into it and wanted to go, you know, check it out, it was as simple as I think, I think the first time was that, that night, that brew day at Taylor's, whatever, that was a random like connection through beer or something. And right. then mentions easy hops. I was like, well, cool. I'll go check out a meeting, scoped it out. It was on sour beer, which is one of my favorite things too. So I went out and, and checked it out from there and it was just, that's when it really like evolved. That's when I just kept, I never stopped, you know, nose to the grindstone, just always kept trying to do something different and finding, you know, what worked for me. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Do you remember what, do you remember what your, uh, your first brew was? Yeah, it was a New England style object. And it, was, it, it was, was it good? I mean, it wasn't, probably wasn't great. Uh, I mean, <laughs> The, the second brew after that, I don't remember how good that one was, honestly. Um, it was probably terrible, to be, to be honest. But then after that, I did do like a Vienna lager. Um, Luke, who I started this up again, he was like, make me an amber beer, like brew me a yingling. So I found like a yingling clone recipe, brewed it up, got a whopping 28% efficiency. You know, that was after I took all my terrible measurements and everything. And it was probably not accurate, like allocated correctly. Um, set up in my system, but I had like 28. It was like a 2% beer. It should have been like a six or eight. Like, <laughs> fuck it, you know? Did that you drink it? Tasted. Yeah, it tasted fine. I mean, for two, two and a half percent or something like that. I mean, you just drank like 14 of them to get drunk. But... <laughs> a, a, a yingling session? A yingling session beer. Yeah. There you go. You have to do that for a, for a release, special release beer up here sometime. So what was it like, you know, being in ZZ Hops? Because you know, there were some fucking stars in that, really, some yeah. star brewers, man. How did that, like, affect your craft? It honestly changed everything. So, I mean, if I was to kind of, I don't know, characterize, like, my perspective of things before, like, I always wanted to do something like this, like, have my own thing, start my own business, whatever. But it was, like, taking that step to do it. Like, even, like, being a kid, like, oh, let's start a, like, lawn mowing business or something. I know, like my aunt's yard, my dad's yard and something like that. And I would never actually like go kick knock doors or anything like that. So I was like, I always wanted to do it, but it was never 
brave enough and confident enough to do it. So then like, as I got into ZZ Hops and I just, you know, met the guys that I did that were like at that and super, it's such a community too. Like it's so supportive. Right. It was like, there was never anything that you couldn't do it or like, you know, the beers were so good too. Like everything we drank. I mean, it was like hit after hit all the time. Yeah. There were some busters in there, but like well, yeah, largely yeah. <laughs> it was great. So then it would be like, yeah, you can do this. You can do that. And it was a matter of just kind of figuring it out. Um, realizing that you fuck up, you bump it down and drink. It's what nobody ever knows. You figure it out and you keep that going. But like, yeah, I mean, it was the guys from Diametric. It was Taylor, uh, quickly, shortly after that, like Billy that I brewed with. Um, you were in there. Tony, I met from Windshift. I mean, yeah. all the all the relationships um, for for all these guys that then open breweries and stuff too, like going to events, pouring with the club, and then meeting other people. Like that just built me up into to kind of like having the confidence to brew and, and to know that I was doing something right too. Like, I mean, it definitely helps when you're not doing terrible beers. Um, so then as things got better and the more people you get to know and, and that entire Kansas city community and like everybody I know there is like almost entirely from beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I hear you. <laughs> like it's literally that it's like, Hey, how are your friends? Kansas city? I was like, well, I don't know. Like I still talk to you guys. I mean, still, it's the same beer community. It's, I can let me look up what's what's their Instagram going on today. Like, what are what's the brewery doing? Because that's yeah, mostly yeah. it. Um, and it's kind of that same same dynamic. But like, it literally changed everything. Having those guys that were you know so in tune, knew what they wanted, knew what they wanted to do, and really we had a very similar like approach to brewing. A lot of like kind of that perfective um, of that approach to perfection. Essentially, like it wasn't ever like I was never content with beer, pretty much ever. And I, I'm still not. Like I always think like, yeah, this is pretty good. I like where that's at. Tweak it a little bit next time, something like that. Um, and so that, that was kind of the same way approach. And I would, I would learn from, you know, what somebody was doing, or I'd talk to Taylor about hops and I'd talk to Tony about whatever was going on. Like, Hey, use X, Y, and Z mold. Cause he's tried every single thing in combination and whatever. So I can no. like take yeah. notes from them. Um, or if there was just some ridiculous style that was done, you know, I mean, I mentioned did how many ridiculous beers out there. And I was like, Hey, well, what's this? Like, how's that work? Um, and it just continued to be like, I don't know. You just throw something at it, and it just continued to build that snowball until it was finding uh, finding something that worked and was fun. What's uh, what what is your style and approach? I mean, are you doing crazy stuff like the guys at Diametric? Are you more of uh, some traditional styles? Yeah, I, I definitely think it's a little bit of both. So um, my bigger focus now is kind of towards that tradition style. Like, I mean, you know, a lot of people like to brew it; they like to make, um, and that's so. It started off with like New England's and sours. That's what I did homebrewing. That was kind of my impetus and like what I was trying to do with this. We're still doing some barrel aging projects and that makes fermentation downstairs. It will grow over time. Um, so that'll be half, you know, something later. But then New England's fruited sours. Uh, I try to have like an entire series around dessert style beers um, or desserts, not necessarily dessert style. So I don't I don't love lactose. We don't brew with a lot of lactose, um, but I still want it to have like if you're drinking a peach cobbler beer. It should taste like fucking peach cobbler. Like it's that right. simple. So I try to do things like that um, and find inspiration around those ideas. So um and then just kind of always evolving around that, but then focusing on like, what are the beers that people identify with? Okay. What do they want? Um, and, and figuring it out. But yeah, I've definitely been, you know, I guess back to that. So like new England's sours, um, which are, are largely unavailable up here, um, in our kind of like two hour radius, you know, there's some breweries that do some really good jobs around that, but outside of it, it's like kind of very focused on what we're doing. Um, and then, yeah, from outside of there, I mean, big stouts and, and finding that balance with traditional beers. So we're, we're doing a Iowa Pilsner is what I call it. It's a German style pills. Um, and then we also do our Kolsch, 
um, which we do kind of a slow step lagering process with that as well, which I think just brings that beer to a whole different level. So finding the little things like that that bring those traditional beers to kind of that next level. So when you were homebrewing, you probably it was probably something that you brewed that you were like, oh, this is the shit right here. Um, tell me what that that was, and is that something you're like, oh, I'm definitely going to brew that when I when I do my brewery. Yeah, I mean. One of the one of the beers that I really liked was kind of became my like New England base. Um, we used Galaxy Citra or Galaxy Comet and Mosaic. Uh, Mosaic's one of my favorite hops. Citra, yeah. you can't go wrong with obviously, and Galaxy's just a banger. Uh, and it was kind of like in that there was a phase where Galaxy was just sort of falling out a little bit. Um, it was probably like one of the worst years for it. Uh, but it was also so expensive. Brewers like I'm just not I'm not fucking with this. Like I'm done with it. So I was like, I'll double down on it. Like, let me do more. Buy <laughs> so, high. You guys, yeah. you guys say no. I'm doubling yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. And actually, it was um, not Citra, but Comet, which is, uh, which in that one, that was one I was like, well, undercut that cost for Citra by getting Comet, which is cheaper. It kind of, it's like the the little brother, little sister of, of uh, Citra, really. So that Comet has nice and that citrusy flavor, has all that nice orange. It's not quite as like straight orange juice character to it, but it has right. layers. It really supports the other hops. And it got to a point where I was like doing some side-by-sides with that beer. And I was, I was always stoked about it and it always worked. Um, did some wet hop beers that I was absolutely like obsessed with. Took those to um, Festival of Loft Township um, and uh, Brutopia. I think the last year we had that one. The last time, it, yeah, it was right before we moved. So then we didn't have it last year for for COVID. So we had that one, and I love those beers. And that was, those were the kind of things where I was like, yeah, I'm definitely gonna do some of these. Yeah, and awesome. didn't end up doing either of those beers. I've done some wet hops. Um, just kind of like something else a little bit did a wet hop Hellas, which was pretty good. Um, but didn't do a wet hop new England and then did not, didn't end up brewing that same new England style, which is like funny now. Cause Marto out in Sioux city out here, beginning to know those guys, they do almost the exact same beer. And like the first time I drank, I was like, motherfuckers, like this, this is my beer. Like don't be bruises. Why, why, how do you have my beer? Like, <laughs> so it was kind of one of those funny moments. Uh, but I've, I've actually brewed it up here once or twice. Um, but that's about it. Everything else is is kind of been figuring out the market. Uh, I didn't do a lot of kettle sours. I did all almost all mixed fermentation sours because that was, was my thing. That's what I like to do. Um, so I do that downstairs, kind of keep it as separate as I can. Uh, but like leave a lot of kettle sour fruited sours up here. I had never really done those. I think I done one maybe. Uh, that's all new. And then our our Cabo San lagers, our Mexican lager with lime. It's pretty much our, our go to. Probably sell three to one over most other beers and. Uh, yeah, I had no idea that would be anything I would even want to brew at the right. time, honestly. Right. So what what was your what was the sour that you did? I, some people say they don't like sours and they're just weird. Yeah. That guy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what was the sour you did? Um, so the stuff I used to do, I mean it was I mean, when I when we moved I had like twenty carboys of sour beer. So it was like all blended different things, a little bit of that. I tried to draw inspiration back to like a Berliner Weiss base. Um, so usually just went very, very simple, just Pilsner and wheat, uh, brewed that up, something low, three to four percent, kind of a golden sour is what I was shooting for with it. Um, and they they worked out well. I love those beers, uh, so we're doing a lot of that downstairs as well. That's I'm working on some of those. Nice, yeah. it's mystery beer time. Whatever. I don't know if you've seen this bag before. We didn't steal it; somebody else did. But that's what we keep. The- <laughs> he just shook his head. <laughs> but we, you know, you got to keep the beers, the mystery beers, and the mystery golf. Well, and they got to be cold. Yeah. There you go. There's a mystery beer. I'm, I still got to get some more brown paper bags. Those are terrible. We're recycling. Yeah, can, we, can we talk about these mystery beers? Well, you know, I don't I don't have one. Where's my mystery beer? What's up with that? 
You didn't. You didn't beer mail the guest. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know that, that should that, is that that should be a thing. I should send yes, you a mystery beer. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you have to promise not to open it though. I mean, <laughs> sure. What we got there? Uh, Narrow Gauge Brewing, King OJ Run. It's an Imperial India Pale Ale. Shout out! To another, by the way, we've gone from a ten percent to a ten percent. Okay, well, we're keeping it consistent. <laughs> Damn right. Shout out to Scott Kranz for uh, delivering those to me. That's that's the. Uh, Is there a like a better beer delivery friend? Now he's the best beer delivery friend. I mean, that's the first family of Kansas City beer. Well, I oh, mean, not even Kansas City. He's, he's been he's been at your brewery, Damn Scott right. Kranz. I'm like, he goes everywhere. Love that guy. Yeah, they so, brought beer up here. I know. Ooh, oh man! That's, so, by the way, all you do is crack that, and you can smell it. It's oh, fantastic. That's a, that's a great brewery. You know, you know where that is, right? I do not. St. Louis. <laughs> man, I'm gonna have to walk away. He doesn't like St. He doesn't like St. Louis Cards fans. That's his problem. They're the worst. Anyway, wow. I mean, <laughs> there you go, brothers. You, you know what? I, I I haven't met many that 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 dislike both. Oh, for sure. They're terrible. <laughs> They're terrible. They're the same. I thought most. I thought most Iowa people were also Cubs fans. I mean, I'm not an Iowa person, but they are, and they're fucking terrible. So, <laughs> you're you're not an Iowa person. I mean, I I lived up here growing up for a couple of years. Uh, went to college in like South Iowa, so like on the border. Okay. Um, that's about it. So, I mean, I'm not like, and I have friends that lived up here. We hang out up here. But I was not, it's not like I moved home to do this or anything. Like I just kind of was like, hey, take the advantage of opportunities that were in front of you. So, so how did, yeah, how yeah. did this happen? <laughs> Hold on. Wait, 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 cause I was, the way Nigel tell, told the story to me was that you moved home to open a brewery. I never said that. He didn't say it, but that's just, that was like this. I said he moved to Iowa to start a brewery. So what, what, what made you say, man, Casey's okay. I'm going, I'm to, going to Northwest Iowa, I'm where I'm Spencer, two miles, Iowa. two miles from, as you put it, nowhere. Yeah, I mean it. It is a long ways from nowhere, but it's it's. Um, I mean, first and foremost, let's not get twisted. I love Kansas City. Always love, fucking love going back. I'll I'll take that six hour drive any day to get back and just have a beer or whatever. And, and you do but, it like it's nothing. I know. I mean, it's no big deal. It's just a little <laughs> short drive. But yeah, and it wasn't about that, you know, couldn't do this in, uh, in Kansas City or anything like that. It was just like, you know, I mean, for example, like listening to the podcast with Taylor, he was like, you know, they tried to, to open a brewery several times. And I know several brewers have had that, you know, they've gone through the steps and they've had a partner and they've had finances backed up and then everything falls through. And I was like, this is an opportunity that was like right in front of me. Uh, it's my best friend from high school. Is, is So, you know, back that up. So my best friend from high school and I had been talking, and it was one of those things where you can only, you know, drunk joke about opening a brewery for so long until your friend's like, well, let's open a brewery. Right. So based on that, uh, we kind of continued to just bullshit about it. And finally, it was like, hey, this, the city actually wants a brewery. Um, and there is one brewery 20 minutes north of us. It's largely a distribution brewery. So very different product and different game than us. So um, was, he, was he living there in Spencer or yep. what's the story? So he, his wife's family's from this area. So they, uh, they moved up to Spencer about three or four years ago. Well, sh- well, shout him out. Tell us who it is. Yeah. Yeah. So my buddy, uh, Luke Klein, Lucas Klein, if you look him up on uh, Facebook, that's where you'll find him. What sorry up, for his pictures. But yeah. So <laughs> he uh, said sorry for his pictures. Exactly. You don't want to look at that. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of clicks happening. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, we uh, we decided to jump in this kind of both feet. I mean, literally from like start to finish, uh, we, I mean, it was like nine months probably. And it was one of those, it was like, well, this is kind of what we want to do. I was working on it and, you know, the idea of working on business plan and working on concept and financials. 
And uh, the more we kept kicking the tires and, and finally like sat down and talked with the bank. He's like, all right, well, this is, I mean, this is not just like real, like we're pretty much doing it right now. Like this is happening. So then it was kind of a shit or get off the pot. Like we kind of to see where it goes again. We're like, we should probably list our house and see if we can sell it before we go any <laughs> further with this. And then the house sold. And then it was like, and then we were under contract on our building. We're like, well, I guess this is like, this is actually happening. Like, let's go. So obviously there were real decisions along the way, but it was kind of like that. It was one of those where I was like, this is what I want to do. Like I'm, I'm, you know, ready. I know what I want to do. I know what it's going to take. Um, I think that's a big thing that I was, that made me ready for it. was like, I had seen the behind the scenes of Diametric. Like what those yeah. guys do is, is crazy. Um, what it takes to open a brewery is, is an insane amount of work. And if a lot of people knew what it take, they would absolutely not do it. Not do it. Right. Uh, so that said, I do. And I was like, yo, let, let's go. Like that was another, like, what's, where's that light moment? I was like, I knew what it took and I wasn't about to just walk away. I was like, yeah, let's do this. It's a great idea. Um, so yeah, we, uh, quit my job and then packed up and sold our house and here we go. What did the wife say about this when you were like, Hey, let's, I mean, at Honey, first, I want to open a brewery in yeah. another town, in another state, in Iowa <laughs> with my old high school friend that I'm sure you love hearing the stories. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of that. It's pretty much what she responded as, but it was, you know, initially she was like, yeah, I guess I'm okay with that. I mean, which was <laughs> shocking to me. Um, like it was pretty much phrased. How would you feel about opening a brewery in small town? I would leave that and like in Spencer. And she was like, yeah, I guess I'd be okay with that. I don't know. We could look at it. And then again, it escalated real quick, but she was pretty open to it. And if anything, she was more concerned about me. She was like, you're this city boy. Like you're going to miss Kansas city way more than I'm going to miss Kansas city. And I was like, I, okay, sure, whatever, I guess. But yeah, so she was pretty open, very supportive actually. And, and realistically like, would have never been able to do this without that like immense support from her to to do that. I mean, it was, she's been here through, through a lot of shit to get this together and still works. I mean, she has a regular full-time job still and still works in here like all the time. So it's really, she's probably putting in at least as many hours as I am, which is crazy. Wow. So tell, yeah. tell us about the, the name. Where'd that yeah, come so from? The, it's, it's pretty dope. Yeah. It's the Iowa project. Um, with the very important, nobody ever right. adds that. It's fucking annoying, but it's the <laughs> Iowa project, and that largely came from the idea of you know one, how I talked about the brewery because it did happen so quick. It was kind of like co talk a little bit. I'd be like, yeah, the Iowa project. Yeah, and it, was, it was real nonchalant. <laughs> three or four people, and then as we were looking through, you know, ideas, name ideas, there weren't a lot of ideas that really resonated between the two of us. And this one, one was like an abrupt halt of like, yo, I kind of like that, like. Yeah. All right, well, let's sit on it. Let's come back. Um, but then from there, it really, it's reflective of like how we see this brewery. You know, like this isn't just a bar. We've got bars in Iowa. There's bars in Spencer all over the place. We want this to be a brewery and a part of the community. This is a, an internal project where we're doing something beyond just brewing beer and getting drunk. Like we can do that too. Like, it's always fun. But like there, we want this to be a project within the community. We want this to be a place for people to be able to come and have a good time. Friends, family, young, old. Pets, dogs, kids. I put that all in one thing, by the way. Um, <laughs> but but we do that, and and then you know we want to continue working within the community and create change and be something bigger than just a bar. You know, right? So well, I think that's you, in a nutshell. I like it. What would you? How would you describe your brewery? If I if 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 you're inviting somebody and there's well, I've never been to Spencer, Iowa, and why would I come to Spencer and why would I come to your brewery? What would you tell them? I mean, you just kind of gave us a synopsis, but. What, what what can we expect when Nick and I come up there and do a, do a live podcast? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Which is happening. 
Perfect. Perfect. This is a good idea. I mean, you can, it's like I said, it's two hours away from nothing, but you know, you're guaranteed to have a great experience. I mean, so when you come in, one of my favorite things is that you're going to, you're going to get bartending and service from myself, my partner, my wife, uh, two or three friends that help around here. Um, so you're getting a great experience with that quality craft premium beer with something new and exciting all the time. So we've got 14 taps, 13 beers, uh, a couple of guest taps in there that kind of showcase some premium product around the, the state or the area, some fun stuff that we get our hands on. Um, but we're really trying to build a unique community experience, uh, both, you know, with whoever else is going to be in here. So you might not know everybody, but you will pretty quickly. Um, right. And you're going to you're going to love the beer and you're going to love whatever's going on at your table. Like we want you to, to be here and, and facilitate something. Now, I saw on the Facebooks that there's some there's some food situation going on where you guys are really yeah. kind of doing the pairings. Are you, are you guys doing food or who's who's doing that? Are you pair, hooking Definitely. up with somebody? Yeah. So, no, it's just us. Um, you know, obviously, from with our KC background, uh, we love that Kansas City barbecue. So, it's, believe it or not, I was not known for its barbecue. So, <laughs> we're, we're trying to kind of fill that void a little bit. I mean, if, if that opens up opportunities one day to do something else, great. But in the meantime, you know, it's also a fun way to showcase your beer. I think everybody knows like beer brats and things like that. Like, that's cool. Um, but you can do a whole lot more with this. So we, we marinate or brine almost all of our meals all of our barbecue in a beer. And then we also use that same beer in pretty much every step of the way. So um, whether we're doing, we actually used our Endeavor IPA on pulled pork uh, the first time we ran with that. And in that one, we did a marinade of almost entirely IPA, a little bit of additional seasoning in that. We made a um, Carolina style mustard sauce with that IPA as the cornerstone in there. And then we did uh, a side of beer mac and cheese. I mean, and those were a lot of that stuff is like family recipes. Like, what's your favorite style? What do we like to do with it? Well, what if that's how we're going to serve it to you. You know, like we love when we go to like family Thanksgiving, we're getting this big fat of mac and cheese. I just threw a bunch of beer in there, and made it awesome. Um, but otherwise, <laughs> it's the same thing. So, so yeah, it's all usually three steps, at least three kind of like cornerstones of beer in the product um, is what we're trying to do with that, and then showcase that, and then. I've done a terrible job of it recently, but we're, we're sharing the actual recipe itself. So like the first one we did was a coffee stout brisket. And in that one, I wow. listed like all the ingredients, all the times, all the cook times, everything about that product so that you can make it at home. Uh, and we had a couple friends do that actually. And it was really cool to see that happen and like for them to go home and make that, you know, same thing with, uh, you know, usually it's a bourbon baked beans or barbecue beans that we would make with it. Instead we did, you know, coffee stout, barbecue beans and uh, oh, that was be fantastic awesome. yeah by the way i need i'm gonna do that soon yeah. get on the, get on the facebook the recipes are on there oh, I'm gonna yeah. get it. You know what I'm so do you ever have them uh, are they are they bringing their their home cook back to you you getting see you know, i haven't gotten any yet um it doesn't last long from what i hear i think the last the last group i talked to said they all devoured it so i had some friends over and they killed it you might, you might have to change your system we'll share <laughs> for <laughs> samples right. we'll share you the recipe but you got to bring back samples yeah yeah, that's uh, not a bad idea. I mean, we'll definitely do that. I'll get nice and pumped. That'll be perfect. This narrow gauge is really good, though. That's fantastic. That's a, that's a great IPA. By the way, I think that's my word of the show. It's fantastic. I feel like I've said it a lot. You always say fantastic. There that, we go. That's your, <laughs> that's your. That's that's one of your favorite words. So, what's Spencer Iowa like? I, you know, Spencer's I've heard a, I've heard good things. I hear there's a couple of good hotels and that sort of thing, and you know, yeah, I mean. It's a small net community. We're about 12,000 deep here, um, largely residential. Downtown Strip is, is a state highway, so there's a lot of going on right down here. State highway being 20 miles an hour, so don't like freak out. Like <laughs> <laughs> are, are, you on the, are you on the Strip? Absolutely, yeah. So we're actually um, uh, on Grand Avenue is the main drag through town. Um, and so if you think, you know, 
hundred years ago or whenever things are old, there would have been, you know, just like your one lane highway or two lane highway. And it would have just been like your diagonal parking and that's downtown. That's where you go to get everything along your, route, your travels and stuff. So it's very much the same way now. Um, it's actually one of the things that kind of like appealed and brought us up here was this downtown scene and the fact that it was booming. We're seeing a lot, a lot more like younger entrepreneurs and business owners, you know, like us that are, are coming in and trying to do something different, unique and build that community right. around whatever they do. Um, so that was, that was huge. And that's really what, what downtown's out about here. Um, and then otherwise, like I said, it's, it's, a largely a, a pretty tight knit community, very family focused. Um, and then, uh, you know, Everything kind of happens downtown. I mean, it's where it's at large. So it's a pretty fun spot for kind of how we do it. So was it a transition for you uh, living in Kansas City and moving to a small town? Dude, every day is like culture shock sometimes. <laughs> Just because it, it is different, you know? Like when we go out, when we go to Minneapolis or something, it's a different perspective of like COVID alone. Like right. COVID largely is not really on top of people's minds here. Um, so that's different. But that was also a huge part of like how we run the business and how we affect things and how we well, you know, we're an example to the community to what, how things need to go. Um, so we think about that kind of stuff all the time. So I, I look at that, like what, you know, how are the guys doing in Kansas City? Like what is going on? Like our tap rooms completely shut down. And guess what? We should probably be shut down too. But if we're not, how do we be safe? Right. You know, how do we do that kind of stuff? Um, so we do that, but it's, um, you know, otherwise it's not, it's not, you know, crazy. You know, it, the hardest thing is weather. Like we're, I would say, take whatever you have, Good or bad at weather in Kansas City, cut that in half, drop it by twenty degrees, and that's what we're sitting at for the most part. <laughs> so, I don't know if that's the greatest description of weather, but it's it's twenty degrees colder and windy as hell up here. But that's part of that twenty degree drop. So, so what, you guys are how old now? Has it been a year? Yeah, we're almost a year. So May twenty second is uh, what we're calling our can anniversary when we first opened with cans only. Yeah, while uh, the shutdown was still in place. Um, and then June twenty seventh will be our anniversary. Actually, so that's the one year. How how has that been opening a brand yeah. new business yeah. in a new town, right in the middle right in the middle of the pandemic? I a blast to say the least. I mean, it's absolutely great. <laughs> I wasn't going to hear it. I wasn't expecting that. By the that. way, by the way, I've interviewed a lot of people about the pandemic. I've never heard anybody go, "Yeah, it's a blast." <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I do think my perspective and the way we look at it is very different. I mean, we were born in COVID, like, quote, Bane, like we were born in the darkness. We were born in the suck of this shithole of COVID. So we don't know any different, like, you know, right. mask mandates, limited seating, bar closures. Uh, we actually had started with the bar and then closed the bar. So that sucked. We had a little bit of that, but it's not like we were open for a year and having this experience, you know, this huge growth and having all these booms and making right. big plans for something. And then an abrupt halt, like, we we saw this coming as it was happening, right? We were we were going through the same thing everything else was, but we weren't over leveraged. We weren't sitting on the edge of our seat early on, thinking this is what we've got going on. This is where we're at. This is blah blah blah. We didn't have all these other plans, and and uh, you know we weren't making millions beforehand, and then just abrupt halt again. <laughs> so when we when we did open, I planned early on um, just regular ass growlers, like glass growlers. I don't know if you guys remember those from like yeah. twenty years oh, ago, yeah. but oh, yeah. those They're are still a thing up here. Yeah. So we've, we run those pretty heavy. I got 16s and 32s is what we usually run. And that was an immediately like, Hey, we, if you're not necessarily comfortable with staying all the time, we can do fills and have more of that availability. And guess what? That also means we're not in that dance for cans all the time, which can right. be, which was a shit right show. Now. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at the same time, like we're small enough that that doesn't really hit us too heavy, but I mean, if, if all the 30 or all 12 ounce cans are gone or all 32 ounce crowlers are gone, like, 
we're still fucked just the way everybody else is. So <laughs> that was uh, that was kind of my move on that. Like, let's go glass. We'll be more reusable on that. We'll be a little more um, a little more flexible with it. And then we do do cans from time to time. But you know, we're sitting on 16s, 32s, maybe a uh, 22. I guess 22, not 32. That's how we dance with those, and it, it allowed us to kind of plan a little bit differently and handle things separately. Well, Nick just downed his beer, so we got to give him another one. Mystery beer. That's the worst two. part about the show, by the way. It's the worst when part I finish of the show. a beer, yeah. another one appears. The, but the funny thing is, we never go. Th- this is still half full. So when the show is over, we got to finish what's on we, the table. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So is so there t- like a post show that everybody gets to sit on and, and watch like the absolute shit show massacre of? Of we have just crawling on the floor at the end. <laughs> yeah, we haven't released that part. We haven't yet. released yeah, yeah. that. There, there have been a couple where we're. We left feeling good. Yeah. Well, there was that whiskey episode. Yeah. <laughs> bourbon and beer. Yeah, bourbon and All beer. in one episode. So tell yeah. us about tell us about your building. I see the exposed brick back there. It's at that does look doesn't look new. No, I mean we we the whole idea for our ambiance here was rustic industrial, which fits pretty much anything you would ever want. But we took basically what was an old indoor archery range, a uh probably nice. hundred plus year old building. Um and by indoor archery range, I mean, it basically had no walls inside. There was carpet on the floors, and then there was like a, a black wall on the back that you shot arrows into. So <laughs> it was it was pretty low-key. Um, so it made demo a little bit easier. But, yeah, everything was take it back to what it was. So uh, you can't see the floors, but we've got hardwood floors that are, you know, 100-plus years old. I got it between words. So, you know, I, wasn't, I didn't – step on you so no, i'm good um i meant mine like i burped this in. you probably didn't hear it because it was so pathetic but yeah uh, we did not so then the brick walls over here we got this old school chicago brick this stuff on top is some other new school stuff um and then we just wrapped everything in wood made it look pretty so uh we took it back to nothing is what we try to do and then nice. built up essentials i mean we we got the cooler we got the bar um tables shout out lnk hardwoods or larry smith up oh yeah, those. Larry! Shout out to Larry. And, uh, yeah. So then, otherwise, it was just building. Larry stairwell. came all the way to, up to Spencer. Yeah, I mean, it was huge. I mean, we we were looking at options up here. We tried to stick everything again, looking at that community. Like, how can we spend our money, uh, you know, responsibly within our community? How can we support everything the best we can? Um, and then, honestly, there wasn't anybody that could handle anything as fast and the same kind of quality and product that we wanted. Yeah, that I, does. And then I was talking to Larry beforehand and I was like, well, let me see if I can talk to anybody up here. And he was like, dude, I got you. Let me call it. You know, let me know if you need anything. No problem at all. So he drove it all up, had some guys come up. Uh, I think there was four of them. His current career is his father-in-law. And they just, I mean, this lady, this is awesome. And people still ask us all the time in here, like, hey, where can I get a table? Is it, well, who did that for you? And so we're, we're throwing out referrals to them. But when they're yeah. like, oh, shit, that's six hours away? Like, huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Larry Smith is a guy. He does live, uh, live edge wood, shit like that. Beautiful stuff. Um, he's got stuff at uh, East 40, uh, Diametric, The Goats, countless other places. So what are we drinking there, Nick? Hey, former guest. Former guest. Lively Beer Works. Yep. Lively Lab Series, Drop Shot, BBA, Irish Cream, Imperial Stout. That one's for you, Junior. And we've upped our game. We're at 11%. <laughs> <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Kenny for bringing us up last weekend. It was two weekends ago. That's another good beer friend kenny oh yeah yeah he brought me 50 11 beers bro you know you know what that is a shit time. that's a shit that's time. a shit time <laughs> <laughs> i almost miss your made-up sayings and words and numbers that don't make sense i know you do <laughs> almost miss <laughs> uh, i mean i can still tune in and get them every week so Are you drinking something else now is that something different yeah. had to shout, bust up shout a new it out. Fresh, 
What is the Untitled Arts New Zealand Double Dry Hop Juicy IPA, aka New England style? Untitled Arts at the brewery. Yeah, so they're out of Madison, Wisconsin, or Milwaukee, I guess technically where they're at. Uh, but they're kind of the non-sour side of Funk Factory Guzzeria. You guys are familiar with those guys? They're I'm out not. of Madison. I'm they're not. fucking uh, amazing, like goose style beer, um, hence Guzzeria. And it's absolutely dynamite lambic style product. I mean, so, so do you call it goose or do you, you call it goes? You call it goose? Because it's goose. It's not goes. It's not goza? No, that would be goza. <laughs> goze? Goza, goze. Goose. People call it up here. Goose. Do they? Uh, do they? Okay. That's cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's special. It's special. We got one guy that he's in fairly often he doesn't say a single name right he's like the and uh and and what you know whatever that one the one with the hundred and it's it's and never like and ever it's not hard he just will not say it it's great so, so do you do you have some fun beer names that you've uh, named some beers because uh, i know you're you're a funny guy i'm surprised if you don't i mean i really don't have anything too crazy i'm not like into pony or like weird musical reference fun stuff like try to keep it pretty somewhat simple uh like i said iowa pills is our pills i mean Okay, I was shocked no one else fair. had that. But um, no, no, nobody had it. Yeah. Cabo San Loggers are, are kind of our, I guess, our, our real only flagship for sure. Um, end Ever is, again, spelled End Ever, but it's Endeavor, like in a continuous effort or continuous journey. Um, right. That's going to be our one of our New England series. Pine and Rind is uh, another IPA that we do, and it's about, you know, a piney and a rindy beer. So you get that citrus and you get that pine cone. Like, you want those two things in a nice, juicy IPA. Um Shit, I mean, I don't really get too too crazy with it. I don't know. I, I I'm, I'm not so. good at names. I, I like I want it to mean something instead of it just okay. be like funny and witty, uh, which is probably everybody else that I'm like, hey, you got any cool beer names? I'm like, no, it's all fucking. You, you like, just you just got one. You just got one. <laughs> funny and witty. I don't know what that beer is going to be, but there you go. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's going to be some like rainbow fruit sour thing. Definitely. Right. Yeah, we did do a, we did a couple. I called it smiles only because it was like. You drink it, it's smiles only on your face. That's all you did. <laughs> I like it. Um, doing happiness because again, that's all you think of when you're drinking that beer. Uh, we did some of those things, but like positive, uplifting, meaningful right. names. What I try to shoot for. I uh, I don't know. I've got a huge list of beer names on here that are probably more of that funny, slightly inappropriate shit that uh, <laughs> haven't had the balls yet to release any any of those yet. So <laughs> do, you, do do you have a notebook of beer names? Not a physical notebook, I wish, but just notes, man. That notes app is just littered with all kinds of yeah. Bullshit. If, if you ever need some beer names, I got. By the way, that notes is there anyone that has their notes app organized? I uh, mean, yeah, mine, mine is just mine is just like random yeah. shit all over. Yeah, mine, mine's organized as fuck. Yeah, I got <laughs> I got like four pinned at the top that need like specific things, and then it's it's out of control. But let me see if I got any cool beer names in here that really need a shout out on there. But. Uh, <laughs> There's some good ones in here. I've never met anybody that organizes their notes. Uh, you don't have I, enough notes then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I do. They're just not organized. <laughs> I wanted to call one Faux Hearts. I don't know if that's really that funny, but Ho Farts. I figured that'd be a Valentine's Day beer, but it didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> what's, been the, what's been the response to, to your beers in that little town? It's been huge. I mean, everybody's been very supportive. Um, you know, we walked in day one being like, Six dollar beers is how we rule. I mean, that's the that's kind of the status quo for craft beer. Right. Um, and the uh, average beer price at bars, I don't know, it's probably like two or three bucks. And then, I mean, it's it's that kind of a bar market. Right. And then uh, the other breweries, probably four to six dollars was their average range, and that six was like probably like an eight ounce imperial stout. So 
we kind of set the tone with that. And so it, it, it was a very, you know, game changer when it was like, hey, you know what you're getting when you come here. Like, this is going to be a little different. And it didn't make a difference. Everybody came in. They love the beer. They love the product. Um, like I said, Cabo San Lager took off. People loved it. Um, all the IPAs have gone well. And, and sort of we've been playing that game since of like, what do people like the most? And how do we continue to do those kinds of beers? So the one thing I probably just continue to not do enough of is like big, thick stouts. And that's purely because I, I just want to like get better at it before just pumping out stouts all the time. Right. But I, I know that also means you need to pump out more out stouts to get better. But yeah, so uh, <laughs> people have been loving the stouts and it's, it's a little more niche in a lot of those ways. So like, like I said, Cabo, we were pushing out left and right because everybody wants that easy crusher. Um, I guess I could probably explain that beer, but it's a Mexican lager with lime. So right. um, can't go wrong with that. A little more malty than than kind of like a Juan more that's going to be like just a really light, crisp lager. Uh, this one's going to be a little bit maltier. Uh, and then that lime in there that adds that cut of citrus. I mean, that beer, we'll, we'll have tables just crush that for like four hours. And that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so we do that one all the time. And then everything else is like kind of staggers in mind. But we've got guys that just they live on the south. So you got people that live on the IPAs um, and, and literally like a, a big group that just only drinks sours. So really? Yeah, there's I mean, we did. Uh, so that dessert style series, we called it. Um, uh, what the hell do we call it? Soho Southern Hospitality. So like you go home, you get mom's cooking, whatever your favorite right. dessert that you get. So that Southern Hospitality series. Um, our first release was Peach Cobbler. Uh, we did that on our initial release, you know, our, our grand opening. Uh, sold it pretty quick. It, it did sell out. And then the next weekend we released um, Raspberry Crumble and sold that shit out in like four or five hours. Like completely gone. And so that one still like lives in infamy. That's the only sour we brewed like three times. Everything else we kind of sprinkle in from time to time. And that one we just can't get enough of. So we'll be doing that one again pretty soon for sure for the anniversary. But uh, that's been like the sour game has been most people up here had never had sours. Like especially like anybody local. They were like, I had no idea. I didn't know. I didn't like sours before I had your sours. I was like, well, thank you. Great compliment. Appreciate that. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, now I have an idea. So but they <laughs> go back to those every time. They just love the sour. And so, yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome to see that change. Or other – we've got a lot of guys that, you know, never thought they'd like a, a craft beer at all. You know, they go to the store. They're just getting bush like Coors Light every single right, time. Right. Twice, and now they like a sour or they like, you know, whatever else it's going to be. Um, ciders. We do guest tap ciders. Those are taken off as well. So, yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day, everybody's super supportive. Um, it's been great. We're we're trying to, you know, return that favor a lot, like really focusing on that project and getting back in the community this next year is really going to be our focus. Um, and so we're going to be doing a hell of a lot of that kind of stuff, like how can we support sports teams or a community project or whatever else is going on because right. they've been so huge in getting us here. Now it's time for us to get back a little bit. Yeah, I was going to ask what that's been like, uh, you know, because you started off at the very beginning talking about that community aspect was what yeah. really you wanted to do. What's What's the – community response been there yeah i mean like i said they've been super supportive and awesome with us um i joined up on a couple boards in town to kind of help out with some different things um one is kind of uh, it's called spencer main street or, or main street it's throughout throughout i think the nation kind of revitalizing yeah, the downtown. Yeah, main streets yeah yep so um we do main uh, street i'm on here. ours here <laughs> perfect so i do that up here and that's been a fun thing and you know, getting to know other business owners and seeing where we're at with those things and other, you know, community influenced people, people from the city. Um, they've been super supportive and helpful in those things. And so now, um, right now, one of the big things that it's kind of working on, and it's, it might seem kind of pretty like small and not, you know, not a big thing, but um, we've got an old rocket ship slide that we're re 
redoing it. It's called Restore the Rocket. It's a project, but basically, it's like an old, just I mean, it's like forty or fifty years old. Or those, things are, those things are awesome. Those are like those are like nineteen yeah. fifties. Yes. So like we've got that thing. We already ripped it out of the ground. They're working on it. They're renovating it and getting it all into pristine condition. Um, and then we're going to put that back out there. So we're doing a um, a beer with that. We're all proceeds from the beer are going to go to That's the project. Uh, we're calling it Return of the Rocket. Nice. Um, it's going to be a bomb pop inspired sour with nice. uh, cherries, lime, and blue ra- blue raspberries. We'll see where that goes. Uh, but <laughs> we'll have that one out in about two weeks. We're going to do a, a half can release and then half tap release and hopefully just run that bad boy out of here. And uh, yeah, we're really excited to see where that one goes. Yeah, Scott that Crans are going to have to fire up the mobile for that one. Yeah. yeah, I might come up there. <laughs> Shit, I might be. I might come next weekend. Twenty fourth, twenty third, twenty fourth. We're actually having a live music twenty third, the Friday. Uh, first time we've had live music too. That's kind of a whole new thing. Like the artists we've been talking to, they haven't done anything since COVID started. Yeah. And we're like, hey, this is a great time. Like, you ready to go? Let's do something. So, so what's what's the restrictions? Have they lifted restrictions in Iowa? What's the story there? Well, we haven't had restrictions since. Ever. So you, you, your tap room's been open and all that business. Yeah, we've been open since we opened the tap room June 27th, um, other than a week when I had COVID, or two weeks rather. Um, other than that, that was it. Um, but we had, so the restrictions, and I think it was like when it was still, uh, I'm trying to think when I actually happened, but mask mandate was the last one we actually had. But um, you can do full capacity though. Yeah, we've been at full capacity pretty much the whole time. Um, they had, I think it was a recommendation, not even a requirement for social distancing. <laughs> the old and, recommendation. <laughs> Yep. Uh, same with bar closure. So like we closed our bar from the beginning, at least the, like right behind me, we had that closed up until about a month or two ago when the, the mask mandate was lifted. Um, and that was because like we couldn't space our tables and have it like reasonable behind you to have people sit. So right. that was why we did that. Uh, we basically, we cut out an extra table during that time. So we lost eight seats plus the bar. So, you know, I mean, it really, our tap room was set up. The, the only thing that it actually sucks, so, like the table I'm at is an eight seater six foot table so right. eight foot table however big a, a table is um and that was that was one of the biggest things that we tried to, to limit it you know like you couldn't we wanted to be kind of communal like when you go to casey beer co you've got those big ass right. you know beer hall yeah, style yeah. tables and you're yep. sitting next to joe schmo you never met joe yeah. schmo and now you're, you're buying beers for each other like that's what i wanted here i wanted that yeah. forced community within people <laughs> um, and we really couldn't do that but now we're getting a little bit closer to it so like we have been open we had social distancing we had mask mandates but uh, today it's it's all no whole bars um so we're probably one of the last businesses in town slash i don't know maybe in the state of iowa that require masks in any shape or form um but yeah that's that's kind of where we've been it's to the point of like again like we were born into this this is just the shit that we've right. had we've yeah. also had very very lenient government requirements as far as where our COVID restrictions have been. So that's been very helpful for us to continue normal business as much as we can. It, it sounds like you have regulars already. Yeah, we got a few of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, you know, that's, you know, well, you know, that's, you know, that's the thing. I mean, Tony's about to be at Winchester's about to be two years old and Is they've got two a two years. They, yeah. They got it next, next month. And they got a shit ton of regulars, people I see every weekend. It's crazy. I mean, so in a, in a small town like that, when you're the only game in town, because you said the next closest brewery is how far away? It's just 20 minutes north at the lake, um, but it's a little different. So, like, our our regulars that come here don't necessarily go there all the time. and they're Right. right they're, they're, in, they're probably in town, aren't they? Absolutely. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, it's a big, big – I mean, 20-minute drive. Think about it. It's not that bad, right? I mean, especially in Kansas City, like, 
Touche, but you know, given the choice, if I can go, you know, to diametric or go to grains and taps, and uh, he's going to walk across the as opposed. I mean, I'll go to that place, but I'm not going to go visit that place 20 minutes away all the time. 100. We get that a lot. We get, you know, even some of our our regulars that they'll like live 10, 15 minutes out of town, like. That's ten or fifteen minutes out of town to here, plus another twenty minutes to lakes if they were going up there. Right now they're like, now I got twenty, I got ten, whatever it is to you. That's all I need to do, and that's what they want. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a stack to have that. No, I love that they want to be here. Um, but then you do get a lot of that other thing, like you said. I mean, if you can walk next door versus walking thirty minutes across town, you know, that's a little different. So we get that same thing. Um, but no, regulars have been awesome. We got a couple that comes in Thursdays and Saturdays or Sundays. Um, and, and we've gotten to become like really good friends with them. We go hang out with them outside of work as well now. And so having that support and those friends, other guys that come in, and we had a dude came in on Sunday and he was like, been here three days now. I gotta, I gotta get out of here before it's too late. Like, like <laughs> yeah, you only had one beer. Like, why don't you hang out for a little bit instead? Like, are you coming back Thursday next week? So we can make this four days next week. Like, let's not fuck a good trend. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They've been awesome. Regulars are the best. And they're really like the lifeblood of yeah. brewery. And yeah. Those are people. Because you know they they shout you out and tell people about it who don't know you know that's 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 awesome. Yeah. So, well, that lets you know that you're you're striking a chord. I mean, you're doing something right. Absolutely, yeah. And and it's like I said, that support has been huge, and that's what kind of helps me know like we're doing something right. Um, that we've got those guys in here that are having a good time and they want to come back and bring friends and family. Like that's that's cool too. It probably doesn't hurt you're on the way to the lake. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, because again, it's a highway. The highway, a lot of people don't necessarily just stop off all the time. We do get a few of those. We get we get that every now and then. But like we're hoping to see this next lake season, I think will be interesting. This yeah. summer, I think it's gonna be crazy in general. So we'll see how that that you, lake you need to go do a you need to go do a pop up at the lake. Well, I've been trying to figure out some ideas <laughs> like that. You know, something like that. You know, like you know, the what was the shit we the first Friday shit we used to do for ZZ yeah. Ops? Just go pour some free beer. I've, you know? I've, I've had ideas. We've I've put it all out there before. So this that's a good point. Thanks for bringing that up again because I'll have to put that on my to do list. Because I was like, Yo, what if we just like go out boating? Like we got a good friend up here that has a boat, and I was like, what if we just go out with a cooler ten and then just fucking chuck beers at people? Yeah, you know? like, absolutely. That's that's cool. Especially those that don't know what we're at and know what we're doing. Exactly. You get so many out of towners. Exactly. Uh, that'll probably be one of the few times that we do any kind of like actual marketing of like you know really like pushing things out. That's like guerrilla marketing right there. No, it is. <laughs> exactly. It is. And then in the meantime, I got to be out on a boat. It's going to be terrible. I'll probably get like fourth degree burns, but that's fine. Hey, just do like Chris Storms. Get you one of those big ass hats. You'll be good to go. Cover yourself. You know, the, the sun, you can hide from the sun. It's fine. Look at the nature and embrace the hat. You say what? Put my my uh, sun shirt on. That extra yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, shout, shout out to Chris Storms. I, I've never seen him burn. And, and he's opaque. So. He is, he's he's about as pale as me. Yeah, it's good. No, that no, I've he's got, like, he's, pa- he's paler. He's paler than you. Trust me. Exactly. You know, exactly. We- <laughs> white walls and him don't do well. <laughs> well, let's let's drink one more mystery beer before we send Uh-oh. him on his way. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've got said- a little time. I probably got you know a good 30, 40 minutes left. So yeah, you said you got a meeting. I, is, is, it a, is it a brewery meeting? Yeah, it's just brewery like business meeting. So when they get here, they get here. It's no big deal. Okay. Is it, uh, I mean, do you, do you guys drink during these meetings? <laughs> are you allowed to have a brewery meeting without brews? Yeah. I don't think so. I was like, when, when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, Luke was like, you can go down to the parade. And I was like, did I start a business so that I could be miserable and not enjoy my life? 
No, no, I'm probably gonna go. I didn't go, but I should have gone. So uh, what do we got here? So so what's your, what's your your high school buddy? What's what's he doing in the brewery? Because is he is yeah. he assistant brewer? What's the story? Not quite assistant brewer yet. I don't know if we're we're. Uh, I mean, time. It's just it's a big difference. So uh, his background, I guess, in beer in general is like just a general consumer and and not having the same options that we've had in the same education. Um, he's on a little different level with those, but he's coming around big, strong, and uh, figuring out his palate as well. Uh, but largely, he helps bartend, run the tap room, handles a lot of back end stuff. So he takes Man. all that like finance, business shit that I don't necessarily I can do, I don't want to do. He gets that all off my plate so that I can focus on product Man, and just. Make him assistant brewer. It's a title, right? We know yeah, what that yeah. means. Yeah, he's gonna do. clean. He's gonna clean everything. <laughs> he can clean, can he? He, he can dump some hop. He can dump some hops. You know, he can grain out for you. It's fine. <laughs> well, we got it. We got time. So the other thing is like, so he's got wife, kids, family. So there's time commits there, and he oh, does a time job too. So his oh his gosh, thing for him is like support, keep this alive, and keep gotcha. me like sane so that we can keep the tomorrow, and then we'll figure out long term. On uh on on that brewing assistant side, aka my my cleaner. So you're so you so so you're the one man band right now. Pretty much, um, yeah. I mean, when it comes to all production, packaging, canning, we split that up from time to time. He's definitely learning some of those, you know, some of those things like kegging and shit like that, where it's like it's not rocket science, but you got to know what you're doing. He's figuring a lot of that out. Um, and then time with you know, like I said, at times a little a constraint. A lot of times, but like. If he's got a night that he can get in here, he's like, he's coming in, he's cleaning the tap room before we open. Like, he does that every week, and I don't have to think about it. Right. He comes right. in and, and he'll clean a tank from time to time when we've got that chance to do it. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it's, I mean, there's a lot of days where I'm doing all the cellar work the same day I'm doing brew, getting ready to transfer beer, pull yeast, whatever it's going to be. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, you need to find, is there a college close? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was just talking about that. Get you, actually, get you some so. interns, man. Apparently, I always got a really good internship program so we can just kind of like, Put something out there and then pluck people out wherever we and want. If I was in college, there you you're go. You're gonna pay me in beer. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I'll come clean your tanks. Yeah, yeah, beer internships would have done a lot for me. Oh my god, I wish that was a thing when I was in college. So same. I, I wish I knew this was a thing before I was like business and accounting. That's what I want to do. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> what we got? Oh, oh, oh. yeah. I, this I brought this for him because I know he's gonna he's gonna wet his pants. Like I'm a fanboy. He's a yeah service brewing. Clouds dropping rain. Double New England IPA. There you go. He loves Courtney. Shout out to Courtney. Yeah, we all He's, love Courtney. He, he, he does good work. He actually has a shirt that says uh, Courtney Service Fanboy. Nice. <laughs> one of a kind. It's one me. of a kind. I don't want anybody else being a fanboy. <laughs> Again, this if you would send oh, out these surprise beers and share the surprise beer, uh, your your guest might be like a static. Like, what you got? What is this? You know what? That's 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 actually a good. That's actually a good idea. That's a good marketing yeah. idea. But th- th- this is this is the problem though. On on podcast days and mystery beers, I go to my refrigerator. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll guess. Ah, I, I was trying. To, I was trying to clean my beer. My beer spill. <laughs> He tried to end the show. He's like, I'm done with Nick. I'm not editing that out either. <laughs> Still with Nick's in this one. See you later. But that, that was just us censoring, right? Because oh, he was saying bad words. Was he? Yeah. <laughs> so no, uh, yeah. yeah basically, basically, you know, the mystery beer. I go to the bottom rung of my refrigerator, and I'm like, okay, because you can't get to the back, right? Sure. Because there's too much beer in there right now. So I'm like, well, the first few. 
I'm like, what will, what will, and of course, I really was going to bring two IPAs, but it is what it is. So you actually picked these out. This wasn't really a surprise for you. Like, this is just a surprise for No, it, it's te- really, so you have to understand, when we first started the show. I just drank beer. Yeah. I didn't pay did, attention. He didn't really know about oh, craft beer. Fair. Yeah. I, look, I, I lived on bourbon and rum, which I might still do. Right. Um, yeah. Got to live on something and then consume other things. Obviously. Right. This is like, you know, this is supplemental. Yeah, yeah. Thus, thus, we had the bourbon and beer episode several weeks ago. What is that? Is that a? Is that, what is that? That doesn't taste like an IPA. I can't read that shit. What's it say? <laughs> <laughs> he refuses. He refuses to admit he needs glasses. I, I have contacts and I need re, I need cheaters, but I don't bring them. I'm not eight different hops in one beer. Oh shit. What what hops can you? Juicy read IPA has more than six pounds of hops per barrel, making it one of the hoppiest beers we brew. It's very different. It's a different. By the way, we, we we've dropped. This one's only nine percent. <laughs> He's still on average for ten though, so that's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's tasty, but it's very different. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely tasty. Yeah, we yeah we're gonna have to. <laughs> well, I like it. Oh, at least we finished that one. That's good. We 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 <laughs> did finish one of them. So, so, so what, what are the? Go ahead. <laughs> what 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 are you? I mean, like when you look ahead to your year two, which you know we all hope is much much different since you were born in the pandemic. Agreed. You know, what are you looking? What are you looking forward to? What are you, what are you planning on? Yeah. So the biggest things are a little bit more. Stability, but also innovation within our beers and our rotations. So, like I said, we're rotating in that three barrel system. So, our beers and the you know kind of what's available, it's going to get a little bit more consistent for a little bit because we're doing larger batches. But also, like I want to also scale that beer up a little bit more and have some some more exciting hitters and bangers in there, so that it's not just like you know I don't want you to come in and be like, well, I got a pale ale and a pale ale and a pale ale. Like I want those to be like bang, bang, bang every time. That'll be a big thing beer-wise, but then otherwise we want to be able to do a lot more stuff. Like I said, live music, get involved with community, get people in here. Um, and we want to be out and about doing things like that. We've got baseball or softball season, I guess, starting up. Um, and so one of the things that we're involved with in here is the, the local JC's chapter uh, that does a lot of work with that. So with them, they got softball. Like I want to be out at those softball games and we can get a chance, take extra coolers out there. Like you said, like the lake concept, right. we want to do that kind of shit. Um, do more things like the rocket slide project and, uh, Hopefully, just kind of create a little bit more of a cornerstone within the within the community that we can be, you know, that spot and be that example, that role model for what we're doing and how we're doing things around here. So, I, I hope that answers the question as good as I can. I mean, it's, no, it's not, been a big I, I, one. No. It's such a loaded question, you know. No, but I mean, to have to have a vision like that as a, as a small brewery is great. Um, you know, shout out to Tony at Windshift. I know he, he and Lynn. You know, they're very specific about what they do. You know, and. You know, sometimes in the business of brewing, as we talk about, when you start a brewery, sometimes all your time is taken up brewing because that's a fucking full time deal. Right. If you're trying to keep up. But, you know, if you want to be dynamic and want to be more than just a brewery, you have to do those things you're talking about. Get out there Mm -hmm. in the community and and be something that that people are like, oh, yeah, the the folks over at. uh, you know, the Iowa project, they're dope because they're supporting this or supporting that. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, I mean, it makes, it makes sense to me. I mean, yeah, no, I agree. well, and it's hard to keep those, like the hardest thing about running your small business, right. Is, is keeping that bigger vision in your head. Cause yeah, like you just said, I mean, you get lost in that. 
I got to do this every day to keep the business going. Well, I, yeah. I will say this is about Nick. He's a as long as I've known him, he's been a very optimistic guy, and things don't. You know, he'll look at a a, a a thing where somebody else might be stressed by it, and he'll be like, "Well, that's funny. <laughs> how can I how how can I capitalize on it?" And that's what I know about you. No, I've never seen that guy in a bad mood ever. I mean, it's so ironic you say that because, like, ten years ago, if you would ever describe me with the word optimistic in my name, like, you clearly did not know me. But like you're saying with like, and then, regulars, and then I mean, you found beer. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Good that's, beer. That's the point, right? Like, I mean, I'm, I must be doing something right because that's that's how I want that to be. That's how I look at it. Not that, that is truly how I view things now. But again, it's it's come a little, little long journey figuring that one out. But but shit, I mean, that's what happens when you get you know older. That's what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to get some fucking wisdom, and you're supposed sure. to be like, okay, have you found that yet? You know, and and you you obviously love what you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Like I said. um, you know, like what I try to do, like focusing on that community all the time. Like that's what I was coming back to. That's what like keeps me centered in this because it's not about, it's not about the dollar. It's not even like, yes, it's about the beer. I mean, that's what I'm doing. That's what I enjoy. That's our products that we're selling, but the product yeah. that we actually are doing is our community and our friends and, and the experience that you have here. This tap room is more valuable than any beer I could ever brew. And that's what we're trying to do here. That's what I'm trying to do. That's what I look at. The, the beer then, is a vehicle. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I always think of that. You know, kind of that cornerstone idea and just like where we go with that and, and how do we continue to do something different. Um, but yeah, the, the other thing I'm really trying to do and, and figure out some more opportunities this year is some collaborations and really get out and, and get to know more people within Iowa. Like, you know, like I said, I mean, how many breweries do we know? How many friends do we have in Kansas City that are brewers or own a brewery or, or right. involved somehow? Like still fostering that a little bit here. So it's a matter of like get out on a weekend, like go go visit X, Y, and Z, go out on a Monday and be like, hey, what's up? Yeah, here and have a drink, yeah, uh, stuff like that. But but also, I'd love to get back down and like see you guys a little bit and spend some time. If we get some damn beer festivals lined up this year, right, 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 right. I'll be there. <laughs> Tell me about it. We all want festivals back. We, we, well, because we got shit to do with festivals. You yeah, know, right. I mean, we drink made, beer, we, talk we, about beer, and other things. I mean, we've we've made, we've made this work on on this. It's fine mm-hmm. and dandy, but I kind of miss uh, having people come to the studio. Oh yeah, that was fun. And then going out and doing some of the live we do that, shit. like three times. Yeah, three times before the whole shit started. Who was our last guest? Was it Woody? The last in was it? We had Alana, Alana, Nolan, and Woody. Woody, yeah, Woody was the last. Uh, no, in- no, no, no. Uh, Bry Fry. Oh, and 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 Brad. Brad. Yeah, they came in and did the show. So early. we had four. We were able to get four in the studio. Because <laughs> that's it a different experience. Me. Oh yeah, four people in one studio. You had all of them in at one time. No, no, no four times. I could do. Yeah. I could do. I think I've had seven in here in my studio at once. Really? Okay. It's, it's tough. It's hot box. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so my studio is uh, the former vault for a post office. <laughs> so it still has the big vault door on the outside, which is fun no to sense. slam on people. It scares the shit out of people when we do it. <laughs> yeah. If that ever opens up, let me know. I'll bring some beers down for those next mystery beers to the next group, and uh, I'll jump on that one for damn sure. There we That's go. Great time. I'm that, all about that, that would be awesome, bro. Yeah. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Um, I you. knew when I, when I hit you up, you would be down for it. And I don't know why I hadn't thought about you because I I know your place is dope. I've heard great things about it. Everybody that's traveled up there, whether it be Dar or or yep. Kansas or whoever, but yep. I'm coming up to see you. So it's five hours away. It's that's short. Yeah, we can I'm, make that trip. Six that's, hours. That's, six that's, hours away. 
Is and it like six? I said, I mean, we've got a little recording studio over here. Like, you don't even need to bring the mics. Just come up. We'll host you for a weekend. We'll get we'll get them knock a couple breweries out while we're up here. We'll get a couple podcasts done. Boom. Okay. We Everything we do out. is mobile, man. Yeah. Now I drive like an old man. So is it still six hours? Now you'll just have Nigel drive. What do you mean you drive like an old man? I do. What does that mean? I'm slow. I drive you, slow. You drive the speed limit? Yeah. Yeah. You're no. We're not going to do that. <laughs> well, okay. I, I I I'll go nine over. Nine over. When was the last time you got a ticket? This morning. You got one <laughs> a ticket this morning? Doing what? 70 and a 55. In town? No, I was like outside of town. I went out to Sioux City to pick up some beers. And uh, I'll be honest, like I don't know what the speed limit is on half the roads out here. I'm just like 55 or 60 or 65. <laughs> it's either 55 or 70. It's 55, 75, whatever. Well, get you a lawyer and plead that down. It's fine. <laughs> you know, I might just take the points. It's not it's like oh, don't take the points. Get you a lawyer, pay 150 bucks. It'll, 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 it'll be a parking ticket. Uh, surely no. you have an attorney client. I mean, an attorney customer. Our, our neighbor on this wall. Hello, hey, there you Walker. go. Look, yeah. You know yeah. what? You no need to walk. He's just like that. But yeah, but, I need to call yeah, but you, walk, walk he probably next door. Drinks, you're he probably drinks for care. free. He probably drinks for free, right? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's no point. Yeah. We won't. We, we they're a great we won't. team. Great time. There we go. So, so Nick, where can people find you on social media? Definitely hit us up on all the standards: uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Yeah, I guess that's a that's a big three. But the, at the Iowa Project should uh, get you to us, and uh, we're trying to be pretty active on those. Definitely Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter is probably a little more shoddy. We let Luke run that one. So again, like, good luck. I'm sorry for anything you find, but probably be a get, good time. Uh, get, get your Twitter game up, man. Yeah, I mean, your, it's beer, Twitter, Twitter is for real, man. Your Twitter is is legit. You know, I was I was listening to who uh, what's his name you guys had on last week uh, or last time with uh, from California. He was talking with the oh, uh, War Cloud, yeah, War Alero, Cloud, yeah. Alero and they've got Cloud. like ten guys on their shit. I was like, I probably do need to do that, like, because that would be if there you, you had, like, four or five of us, just anybody, whoever's running the tap rooms, running Twitter, like, <laughs> be a fucking yes. disaster. I, never, I think it would be cool, but it, it would yeah, be yeah. unique. Because yeah. you know their Twitter is like I'm like well and well, who's it, on today and it fits the Iowa Project the Iowa Project that's the plan Nick where can they find us you can find us on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Spotify or any of your favorite podcast apps including hey Alexa play that beers yeah. with Nigel podcast Facebook. and if you want to watch us we're on YouTube and Vimeo at beers with and Nigel. Facebook that's video oh you can find yeah Facebook yeah Facebook's video. We're all over the place. We're, we're everywhere. It's all because everyone wants a beer with Nigel. Uh, that's a terrible. <laughs> that's a good one. You've been listening to Beers with Nigel, a show about beer and other stuff, hosted by Nigel Woodbury and that other guy, Nick Parker. Beers with Nigel is poured for you by Dire Oil Graphics, providing bumper-to-bumper graphic design, promo products, and print services. Find them at direoil.com. Beers with Nigel is a proud member of the Fredcast Network and is available on all of your favorite podcast flavors. Find Beers with Nigel on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and ask Alexa to play the Beers with Nigel podcast.